USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. We have a special program today on the LGBTQ Plus South Coast Network, and we have a special guest, Andy Pollack. So good morning, Andy. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Nice to be here. You've been on a couple of years ago. You were here. Right in the beginning of COVID, I was. Right. But a lot has happened since then. Things have moved. So we've got lots to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. And I'd like to also welcome Pete Lance. Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And Pete, tell us what your proper designation is, because I always mix it up. And I'm not sure why it's important, but you always want to make sure that it gets mentioned. Okay. I'm an investment advisor representative, which simply means I'm securities licensed and able to do all matter of uh, brokerage accounts and stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, all those type of things. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us every Sunday morning. We've always got interesting things to talk about. And today we're interested in focusing on what's called Pride Month, uh, which is the month of June. And Andy, I want to ask you a quick question before I properly introduce you. Is Pride Month something that will happen now every single year during the month of June? Yes, the history of it is uh, Stonewall, the bar in New York. Uh, was the first place in 1969, if I'm the year correctly, that gay people fought back. Um, bars used to be raided. Um, people would be dragged out, taken to the police station, arrested, charged, beaten mm-hmm. up. And that's within the um, memory of people alive today. So we celebrate Pride in June in the United States to celebrate Stonewall, which okay. happened in New York in June. Well, we're very happy to be part of your uh, Pride Month celebration, and there's much to talk about. Now, I know you have a a full-time job. Um, You work for Coastal Neighbors Network, and tell us what that does and what your position is there. I do. I'm the executive director for Coastal Neighbors Network. It's a organization in Dartmouth and Westport that helps older people stay at home, and we provide uh, services for folks, transportation, small repairs around the house and socialization and uh, friendly visits. Okay. So. Yeah, I saw the uh, little uh, pie chart that you have in your annual report, and it looks like the vast majority of um, uh, what the um, organization does is assist with driving, and I'm guessing that's to and from doctor's appointments and things like that, or? Yeah, to whatever people want. And if you lose your license or you don't drive in Dartmouth and Westport, you're really up a creek because I think Westport has six miles of, pay, of uh, public transportation, hmm. which is basically Route 6. Right. So it's very difficult. So with us, we door-to-door from um, someone picking you up to someone taking you to the doctor to picking you up and bringing you home. And, and that's that accounts for um, almost three-quarters of the services that you um, and your organization provide. So that's great. And then the other uh, next largest chunk is uh, small home repairs, which is really nice keeping people safe, I imagine, around the house. Well, I think maybe we'll talk more about that program on another occasion, and we'll go into more detail on what services are provided. I happen to know, for example, that the town of Dartmouth is, I think, the fourth largest town geographically in the state of Massachusetts. So there's a lot of area to cover. That there is. And if somebody wants to reach you and know more about Coastal Neighbors Network or utilize your services, who would they call? They could call me at 508-264-9064. Super. Well, in our office here, as you may know and I may remember, the law firm does a lot of work mostly in the area of estate planning and helping people with wills and trusts and Medicaid planning for somebody who may have to go to a nursing home. So we're all about helping seniors in the law firm here, which uh, my wife, attorney Tanny Lance, runs. And then in USA Wealth Group, Pete and I work a lot with helping people protect their money and protect their assets, especially geared towards retirement planning. So we're certainly dealing with that population as well. 
Excellent. And there's a need, isn't there? Well, let's talk a little bit further about you. Um, you're here today in your capacity of being president of the South Coast LGBTQ Plus Network. And I know that you've been a civil rights advocate, and you're also one of the first people in Massachusetts to marry once it became legal to marry a person of the same sex. This is true. So congratulations. Uh, yeah, my husband was the first in the country to leave the military to get married because oh. at the time, um, getting married was telling, mm -hmm. and telling meant that you would lose your pension, you would lose your insurance, you would lose all your benefits. Interesting. You would get a dishonorable discharge. 11,000 were given dishonorable discharges for being gay. Isn't that amazing? So when we, um, in 2004, when we decided to get married, um, we had to make a decision whether we were going to um, continue with the military or leave, and uh, the safest bet was leaving. Mm -hmm. So that you had to make that decision. And would that still be the case? No. No, uh, in uh, early 2000s, uh, Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed. Okay. They must have reversed any of those um, <clears throat> dishonorable discharges or anything? Not or? that I'm aware of. No, that's awful. Hmm. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, we have a long history in the office here of serving uh, the community of same-sex couples. And, and um, one of my early clients was a, a gentleman from Fairhaven who went through a transgender process to become a woman and had to go to Canada to do it. And I know he had to pay privately, too. It was not covered by health insurance or anything of that nature. And I remember he spent something something around twenty or $30,000 to have that done. Um, we, we live in an interesting country. I mean, I love our country, and I'm sure everybody in this room does. But it's just over 100 years ago that women had the right to vote in this country. And so we've always been male-oriented. And I think it was around 1820, because it was, no, it was 1920, excuse me, 1920, when the, uh, the right was first established for women to have the right to vote. And not only did men have the right to vote first, but even African-American black men had the right to vote before women did in this country. So we have a long history in this country, unfortunately, of discrimination. And that continues. And it uh, continues. So give us a little bit of background, if you would, about the, um, the network of which you're president, the South Coast LGBTQ Plus Network. Okay. It's a corporation. It has nonprofit status and it has tax-exempt status. That's correct. And boy, you folks have been really doing a lot of things in just the last two years since we last met. It's been crazy, uh, but it's, it's wonderful. It's really exciting. So the, the network is um, uh, amalgamation of different organizations that have been in existence in New Bedford and the South Coast. In 2014, it was put together as uh, one entity, and uh, I started as president uh, two and a half years ago. At the time... We were concerned with three populations that were the most vulnerable, we thought, in our community. One was the trans um, population. And since then, we have trans support groups. If people are interested in that, they can uh, contact us. Uh, we have groups for parents. And we've done Trans Day of Visibility and Trans Day of Remembrance, both in New Bedford and Fall River. So let me just jump in really quickly. When you say in trans, you're talking about transgender. Transgendered individuals, correct. Somebody who maybe when, was born on one gender but wants to become another gender or really they, they need to go through a process to... Correct. Uh, we call it sexual orientation, gender identity. Okay. So um, gender identity is what the doctor assigned at birth mm -hmm. um, may not necessarily coincide with what you sense as your gender. So you might be assigned as male at birth but you identify as a woman. Mm-hmm or non-binary or what have you. So people who are have that dissonance um, are, are transgendered um, individuals or trans, transitioning individuals. Okay, and if somebody basically identifies themselves as a transgender, do they necessarily go through surgical procedures or they don't have to, I suppose? No, no, um, there are different, um, from what I, I'm learning from a, a lot of uh, trans folks, um, there's different levels, and um, 
that well we can come back to that later because it sure. does resurface so um but so we transitive remembrance to transitive visibility one of the problems is that the murder rate for trans women in the United States is, is quite high. Mm -hmm. There's something between 45 and 50 trans women that are murdered every year in the United States. Wow. So we did um, trans state visibility for two years where we've noted every murdered woman in the country and uh, read her name and uh, had a picture with a placard and all the rest of it. Uh, so trans uh, services have been very good. Um, the second one is the youth population. We started a program called Elevate Youth, which has uh, social workers in the middle schools and high schools. If the child has um, questions around sexual orientation, gender identity, um, they can talk with the social worker, get the kid in group, get the parent in group. Um, we're trying to alleviate or mitigate the homelessness on the streets because a lot of the kids on the street are LGBT. Well, not just that, but there's also a fairly high suicide rate. Yes, uh, the rates are much higher than the heterosexual um, counterparts. Uh, bullying, um, the statistics on the Mass 2020 report on LGBT youth is, is pretty sad, actually. Mm. You think that we're progressing, and, and there, you look at the statistics, and we're, we're not. Which is really um, a, a shame that in 2022 that it's so difficult to come out and to just be who you are. And um, I hear about stories all the time and hear about the bullying and the suicides because they're afraid to be who they are not just to you know their peers but oftentimes to their own families yes uh we've had two suicides in the um, youth group in uh, the south coast over the years historically what we've done on this show um money wise is at least once a year we have a whole show just on the subject of suicide um one of my good friends lost his son to suicide as a teenager. And he now does ongoing lecturing and discussions with all the high schools in the area and has a nonprofit foundation that he set up, which is a very positive way to handle that. So we need to take a short break. Sure. And when we come back, we're gonna be uh, talking a little bit more about this. We're gonna be talking about what the organization is doing, the uh, South Coast LGBTQ Plus Network, and I want to give you a quick quotation from uh, Sadiq Khan. Everyone, regardless of their background, wealth, race, faith, gender, sexual orientation, or age, should be able to fulfill their potential and succeed. We'll be right back. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. This morning, we're here with uh, myself, Ray Lance, and Pete Lance. And we're also meeting as our special guest, Andy Pollock. And Andy, it's good to see you again. Good to have you here. Nice to be here. Um, there's some amazing things happening in our community. You know, it's really interesting when you think back of the history of discrimination in general in this country. We had discrimination against the Japanese during World War II. And they were American citizens, some born here, but they were confined to special camps just because it was concerned that they were Japanese and could be spies. We've had generations of discrimination against the African-American and black communities. We've certainly had discrimination against women, um, and we've certainly had discrimination against uh, the gay, lesbian, transgender, uh, bisexual, that whole community has been enormous discrimination. What's interesting to me, I, I remarked earlier that um, it was only a little over 100 years ago, 101, 102 years ago, that women first had the right to vote in this country. Think about that. And just recently, I heard in the news 
literally in the past week that the Women's Soccer Association is now on an equal parity for pay in this country. That's true. And it's only happened recently. So we still have many, many examples of ongoing discrimination. And in some ways, it's regressing. Um, you know, it, it's in certain parts of the country, for sure, there are certain, you know, social causes that should be advancing and instead they're regressing. We have 15 states in, in the United States that are putting forward a don't say gay bill. At the present time, Rhode Island even has one. And we think that we're in the Northeast in a very progressive area. Yet we see legislation that's going to be harmful to kids and to families. Well, I won't go too far afield, but I've seen other organizations that even I belong to, like I'm very active in the Masonic fraternity, and a lot of the states in the South are still very much discriminatory um, organizations, even when it comes to something uh, as, as equal as Freemasonry. So, yeah, discrimination is alive and well. It shouldn't be, but it's difficult enough, as I said in the first segment, just to be yourself and be welcomed, you know, amongst your peers and your family members. Um, and, you know, some of these other things just make it that much more difficult, and that's why you see the suicides and other things happening. Um, I listened to a very popular radio show for 25, 30 years now at least, and um, they're very pro-LGBTQ+, and often will share stories or have guests on who are celebrities, whether they're an actor or a comedian, um, and they share their stories about how difficult it was for, or a decision to just become um, themselves and, and let people know that because they were afraid of the blowback that they were going to get, that they were going to lose work, um, you know, possibly because of discrimination. Um, one of the people I listened to recently, uh, have you ever heard of uh, Gerard Carmichael? No. So he's a comedian who um, came out live uh, at a New York City nightclub for an HBO special about halfway through his set. And it's unlike any comedy show I've ever seen. He's just sort of sitting there on a stool just talking to the audience. And it's almost like he's coming up with a lot of the stuff off the top of his head um, and sort of winging it. But it was so engaging and definitely something I recommend watching if you have a chance. It's called um, Rothaniel. And again, it's on HBO. And he still has no relationship with his mother because his mother is so religious that she can't accept him. And it's just a really well, painful thing for him. I suspect that some of the people listening today um, may not agree with some of the things that we're talking about. But first and foremost, I consider myself to be an American. And I'd like to read something uh, for everybody listening today. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that are among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Declaration of Independence, ladies and gentlemen. So remember that. But we have a history, unfortunately, of discriminating against groups or things that we don't understand. And I think a lot of what's happening with your organization, Andy, the South Coast LGBTQ Plus Network, uh, will go a long way to uh, changing some people's minds and educating some people. What's incredible to me, though, was unbelievable is to realize how recent some of these changes have been. You know, Supreme Court cases just in the last two years, for example, that have changed uh, the way we can think in this country. So let's talk a little bit about your organization, uh, the network, and the South Coast Network, and... What exactly are you doing with your new building? Tell us about the new building that you're creating. We're really excited about the new building. We took over Sister Rose's homeless shelter. So it's on 68th Street in New Bedford. And we um, are working on doing construction on the outside of the building and starting the process on the inside of getting bids and quotes. So we will be putting together a community center which the only other one in New England, I think there's two, sorry, there's two in Connecticut, but there's no, none other in Massachusetts. So we're looking to have a facility where all of our activities will be housed. There'll be a um, community space for old, young, um, gay, straight, um, and everyone in between. So we're wildly excited that this is gonna be a place where we can run programs, 
we can have dinners, people can come for coffee, um, as well as office space and um, broadcast space and things like that. Will it be a place for education also? Education, um, we will have, uh, we call it the LGBT Voice, um, which is our live stream. Um, so there'll be tech. Comcast has been very generous. They're providing computers and uh, Wi-Fi for folks who don't have access to technology or they don't feel safe at home mm-hmm. using the technology around their families. So um, lots of opportunities, a lot of art space, and um, space will be renting some of the space as well. Um, a commercial kitchen that will generate some income for the building, but also generate um, opportunities for dinners and for uh, filming on food, um, nutrition, uh, food security, how to cook, things like that. Hmm. So, I personally don't care to learn how to cook. <laughs> I rely upon other people to do that. <laughs> I do. I just don't have the time now, maybe when the kids are older. I want to give you a quotation from uh, Vivian Ming. Gender transition isn't about gender. It's literally making yourself a better person because you know that's a better you. So we always do quotations on the show, and I try to do quotations that are appropriate to the topic or to the guests that we're talking about. And tell us a little bit about your board of directors. So you've got other members on the board of directors. Yes, there's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 12 um, other members on the board of directors. Okay. Rebecca McCullough just went off. She was uh, president. Uh, a straight woman who started the organization or started with the organization, ran it, um, and then was vice president for a year um, while I was president of the group. Um, we are naming um, the Welcome Center in the building for her, just nice. for her contributions. Nice. Um, some of the other folks, Tracy Welch um, is uh, an amazing organizer and a community activist. Tracy is responsible for a lot of the pride activities that are going on this month coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Eileen um, Dugas, who is our um, executive director. Eileen is incredibly talented as far as programs. Uh, Carrie Zeta, who is uh, our marketing person. Carrie, um, we call them the comeback kids. Uh, a lot of them came, went away, worked in corporate America came back with skills and um, experience and put it to work for the cause. So he's, he's just incredibly gifted. And then there's other folks. Brian Costa is a nurse practitioner at um, the Community Health Center. We're working with them to, to put together an LGBT clinic, which is desperately needed in the area. Uh, we have Mandy Frazier, who's a local artist. Dennis Wong, who's another comeback kid. Dennis worked in the fashion industry in New York is very talented as far as events, and he works with the homeless population on the street. Hmm. What does the clinic do that you're talking about? We're looking to have a specialty for LGBT folks. So if you're a um, gay guy that comes into the area, you know that there are doctors who will be able to, to uh, meet your needs. Or if you're transitioning, to find a doctor that will provide um, hormones and other sort of treatments. Gotcha. So nice. a, special, a specialty. Um, maybe like women's health or something like that. Understood, yeah. But the LGBTQ uh, network also has a lot of commercial and other organizations that support you and are sponsors for you, too. I was really amazed with the list. We've raised $1.3 million. Wow. From, and was some of it from these organizations? Yes. We, we expect that we will need to raise about $1.7 million. Mm-hmm. With uh, we were initially we thought eight hundred thousand would do it. Uh, however, um, as we know, cost of goods and cost of labor have gone up significantly. That's a tough time. Even in, without that, the costs always end up exceeding expectations with whatever projects it is. True indeed. But uh, we have a great contractor, Zussi Brothers, um, and we have a Jam Booth Architects, and working right along with us. So. And we're also partnered with Whale, the Waterfront Historic League. Mm-hmm. Yep, we know them well. Uh, my wife, Tenny Lance, was a, a president of Whale for a number of years and on the board of directors, and she's now a past president sponsor and all that good stuff. Um, let me just mention really quickly that if anybody um, is interested, and especially in the community that you're working with, uh, Lance Law has a publication called 
gay and lesbian couples uh, face special challenges in estate planning. So I'm thinking about raising funds. If you haven't already thought about this or doing this, um, one of the ways you can raise monies too is by people who are grateful for what your organization is doing and they can make provision in their estate plan. Sounds good, always a great plan. Leave a donation. I know that my husband and I have done that. Yep, very important to do. And if anybody wants a copy of that, give a call to uh, the law firm at 508-998-8800, and they'd be happy to send you a copy of that. So I'm looking at my time clock back here, and I see that we need to take another break. Um, First, I'm going to give you a quick quotation from Tulsi Gabbard, the divisiveness that threatens the fabric of our nation, whether due to race, religion, political ideology, gender, sexual orientation, or other, must end. Wouldn't it be nice? So we'll be right back. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a lot more to talk to you about. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Money Wise. And welcome back to Andy Pollock, who's the executive director of Coastal Neighbors Network, which helps uh, seniors in Westport and Dartmouth who might need services or transportation so that they can continue to reside in their own home and not have to go someplace else. Is that a fair assessment? Exactly right. Okay, good. Well, I'm really pleased to know more about that organization. But today we are talking about uh, something very special. We're talking about the um, LGBTQ community in New Bedford. And we're talking about the new building that your corporation is sponsoring. And you happen to be president of the board of directors. Busy so, man. Thank you again for being here. Pete, you had some questions you wanted to ask. Well, I was just thinking uh, during the break, you have already raised, you said 1.3 million, is that correct? Yes. And you're looking, was it 1.7 or 1.8? 1.7. Uh, how have you raised the funds so far and, and what are you looking to do to, uh, I, I think you have some upcoming fundraising activities and events that you're looking to share? Right now we're in the quiet phase uh, where we're reaching out to corporations and large donors and um, generous um, sponsors. So we've, we've been very fortunate for um, Mayflower Wind was very generous with us, Bay Coast Bank, Bristol County Savings Bank, um, the city of New Bedford. Some other individuals have come through and it's been, it's been astounding actually. How about the Community Foundation? Have they assisted at all? They've been through a tour of the building. Okay. Uh, we um, are looking the, at an elevator for all four floors, so there's handicap accessibility. Mm-hmm. That's expensive. Yes, it is. Elevators are a lot more expensive than people realize. Oh, uh, that's huge. But we want to make sure that it's compliant, and not just compliant, but in com- completely welcoming for all. For all. Um, with the building, uh, we have a few more. Um, we're continually doing fundraising uh, with corporations. Soon we'll have uh, an open... Um, campaign or a more public campaign where we'll be asking individuals to kick in. So we'll be selling bricks for the front or um, stones for whatever. So if somebody were listening today and interested in making a contribution, whether it's a business or an individual, uh, I assume they could do so. And because you're a 501c3 organization, they would get a tax deduction too. That's absolutely correct. They could. How would they contact you to do that? They could go on our website to the South Coast LGBT Network and click on the community center, and they could make a donation that way. All right. And if anyone doesn't have the ability to write that down right now, you can get in touch with our office anytime, and we have all that information too, and would be happy to forward it to you. I talked about the problem, you know, in many places around the country. At least locally, it does seem to be a, a lot more support. Um, I know that I went to. Um, I think it was record store day down at Purchase Street Records last year. And the entire downtown had pride flags everywhere, all the businesses. And I texted my wife and I said, it's great to see this. It seems like 
double or triple the businesses are showing their support. So we've been busy. Yeah, <laughs> we go down and we give them flags and ask them to fly it. Yeah, so. that's great. Yeah, it's amazing how gay New Bedford's getting. Uh, I think what's interesting is that people are beginning to realize that there's a wonderful housing stock, mm-hmm. there's a great community, and there's a good quality of life. Where the Cape has gotten so drastically expensive that mm. New Bedford's becoming a, a real option for folks, which is I've, exciting for us. I've always said that uh, people worry about or, or consider going down to the Cape because they think that's the place to be. Our beaches are nicer than the Cape. We don't have the traffic to deal with. Our housing prices are more affordable. This is a wonderful place to live, and people don't appreciate it often. I avoid how the lucky Cape we are. entirely. Yes, just, anywhere from Memorial Day to Labor Day. <laughs> wise words. Yes, just don't tell anyone that we have such a special area. Yeah, I, I say that sometimes too. Keep it a secret. Let them go over the bridge. <laughs> I have a friend since I've had since high school, and he's always posting, you know, these down in P-town. And so I messaged him the other day, and I said, you're always there. Do you have a lot of vacation time? He goes, no, I moved down here, <laughs> and I come ah. back to New Bedford to visit now. It's the opposite. <laughs> and by the way, um, Andy, in the past, the law firm here, um, of which I'm not a part, but my wife is and attorney Mike Coleman, um, they've done seminars in the past on um, how to protect the uh, estate, plan- estate planning for the LGBTQ community. I can't tell you how important that is. Yes. And, and I'm not shilling for you, but I, I have seen working for marriage equality uh, in 2003 to 2007. And um, when people don't have legal things in order and a partner dies um, and there's questions about uh, wills or even burial, uh, it's amazing the legal morass that you can get into. So I would encourage folks who are LGBT to get their um, ducks in a row. Well, the interesting thing is that Sometimes you'll have a couple, whether it's uh, same sex or, or not same sex, heterosexual or gay or, or whatever, and they live together, but they don't have any formal relationship. And suddenly one person becomes ill or hospitalized, and then the family steps in who doesn't approve of the relationship. And all of a sudden, the partner of this person is totally out in the dark. Well, it's not just cut that. out. It's also if you don't have the documents in place, if you're not married, you know, what if one of you ends up in the hospital and, you know, now the other can't even know anything about what's going on or assist to make any decisions or anything else. So it's not just about other families stepping in. Sometimes there isn't other family to step in and, you know, the, they run into difficulty. Well, the I, last, last thing I'll mention on that particular subject is I tell people all the time, because we've seen everything that you can possibly imagine, um, there's no such thing as a normal family. When it comes to the end and there's money, people will fight about the money. So if you don't have your ducks in a row, if you don't have your documents done, um, you know, you're not going to have your wishes followed. And this isn't anything new that the law firm has been doing. I mean, it's been the better part of 20 years, I would say. You would, you would know better than I would. Sure. You know, recently there was an election in France, and um, Macron got reelected, but he... His opponent was a woman named Marine Le Pen, and she once said, My dear compatriots, I'm not interested in your race, your origin, your sexual orientation. What interests me is your happiness. I thought that was an appropriate quotation. So let's talk about um, when do you expect to have the center fully constructed and opened? We would hope that within a year, uh, of course I say that, to jinx it, but we would hope by pride of 2023 that the center would be open and functional, that we could welcome people in. Currently, we're working on the outside of the building with quotes and um, going out for the inside of the building, and of mm-hmm. course the elevator and the commercial kitchen. Right. But they're working on the the roof and the mortar on the building. It's a stone structure. It's really uh, I was, solid. I was going to say it sounds like a really interesting building. Um, Concrete block in the neo-Georgian architectural style with a gambrel roof, stone slate, and copper. So it sounds like a yeah. We have pictures building. of it actually. Pete. It's going to be beautiful. Um, we're putting. We've ordered new windows. The w- windows have a nice um, design on them, and uh, you know it's going to be brought back to a, a beautiful state. So we're hoping in that district where we're providing services with art, that to the south of us there's a potter. To um, the north of us, northeast, is Gallery X. So we're hoping that it becomes an art area. 
um, an art district. You mentioned that Whale um, is a supporter. Uh, do they have any, uh, you know, potential to donate even more to have fundraisers? Because that's a huge part of what they do is just, just restore these historic buildings. They've been very helpful with us with the architect and with the um, building, um, making sure that we're um, making architecturally appropriate decisions. Good. Yeah, Whale has restored something like 60-plus buildings in New Bedford. And it's amazing the architecture that we do have here. In the 1850s, New Bedford was the richest city per capita in the country. People don't realize that. So we have a lot of beautiful buildings in this city. So um, does your building have any historical qualities to it? Is it a nas- on the National Register of Historic Places? or It's not. It's a 1904 okay. home. Um, it was uh, single family for a while, and then it was uh, medical offices. My brother actually remembers going to the doctor there. Hmm. And then it was Sister Rose's for, I think, 20 or 30 years. And it had been vacant for a few years. So it's in a little bit of rough shape on the inside. So it needs a lot of TLC. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the month of June. Um, what's happening during Pride Month? I'm amazed at the number of things that are taking place. Do you have one of these little things? Yes, like, I do. Okay, good. Uh, there is the major ones that are happening are on June 4th in Buttonwood Park is... Uh, Pride for the South Coast from 11 to 3. We have about 100 vendors. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Amount. It's going to be huge. And that's on a Saturday? Saturday. The next Sunday uh, after that is Jan- June 5th. That's Fall River Pride, noon to 5 at Government Center. And then Taunton is having a Pride this year. And that's at Hopewell Park on Saturday, June 11th. And we have a, um, to kick off Pride, we have a soiree soiree because you have to pay for the tickets that's why okay. I say. Uh, yeah. it's called out in the wild so a little double entendre because it's spelled w-i-l-d-e and we're doing a theater um, presentation of oscar wilde's um, pieces and so we'll have um, dinner theater uh, locally sourced buffet um, where does that take place around the bend farm okay now I, i've heard of it but i don't know where it is uh it is in South Dartmouth near, um, I guess you would, it's uh, near Allen's Pond. Oh, sure. Yeah, I think everybody knows where Allen's Pond is. It's in a beautiful location. So it's sort of out in the wild. Mm. So it's a double entendre with it. Yeah. <laughs> I was an English major, so I read a lot of Oscar Wilde. <laughs> I follow uh, Round the Bend on Instagram, but I've never been there. I'm going to, um, we're going to take another break in just a moment, but uh, I'm going to uh, say my goodbyes for now. I'm not going to be able to take part in the fourth segment. I have a family obligation, but um, maybe Brianna will fill my seat or maybe it will just be the two of you. Um, Either way, thank you for coming on and um, good luck with everything and continued support for everything that you're doing. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. I'm going to give a quick quotation and then we'll take um, another break. This is from Camille Pagila, or Paglia, excuse me. I say the law should be blind to race, gender, and sexual orientation, just as it claims to be blind to wealth and power. There should be no specially protected groups of any kind except for children, the severely disabled, and the elderly, whose physical frailty demands society's care. And I would certainly agree with that sentiment. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our last segment of Money Wise for this Sunday morning. Thank you so much for being with us. Our topic today is a little bit different than what we normally do, but we wanted to be part of the um, celebration for Pride Month because 
We don't do enough to treat people as equals in this country. So welcome back to Andy Pollack, and thank you for being with us, Andy. My pleasure. Thank you, Ray. And we've been talking a little bit about some of the Pride events that are taking place, but you really have a very full agenda, don't you, coming up? It's from surf camp to uh, movies at the Zaitarian to spirituality. Um, we have a Reflections on Faith from a rabbi from uh, the congregation in uh, Taunton. And um, from that to uh, Drag Story Hour, from all, all different walks in the park. So you name it, we're doing it. Good. What are you doing in the elderly community? Well, for the LGBT elders, that's the third piece that we, we work with. So we, we are concerned with our transgender population, with our youth, and with our elders. So the three vulnerable pieces of our population. So we've gotten some grant money, and we're hiring a social worker to work with LGBT elders. This generation tends to um, be more in the closet. They tend to go back into the closet. Mm. We have a supper club for LGBT elders. It meets monthly at the Fairhaven Council on Aging, um, which is great. But when we did a needs assessment, we found that their needs um, or their views fit into the national statistics that 90% of them don't trust congregate housing. So for whatever reason, and if you look at the historical precedence of their lives, you can understand why um, this generation of older LGBT folks have been through um, raids and where they congregated, AIDS, um, and uh, all sorts of political instability. Hate they just crimes. Want to hate crimes, and they just want to be left alone. So they tend to isolate, they tend to be more um, um, technologically challenged. So we're hiring a social worker to work with that population. Mm -hmm. And um, will they be able to meet in your new building also? Absolutely, we were hoping that this is a multi-generational building. Um, it used to be that the bars were the only places where people would meet, and that being well and good, that does add for alcohol and drugs and some unhealthy behavior. Sure. So we're looking for a place where that we have healthy behavior and a multi-generational, multi-ethnic, multi-racial, multi-class mm -hmm. experience. Well, as I said earlier, I mean, everybody has a different lifestyle. You can choose to live alone. You can choose to live with somebody. You can choose to be married or not married. But my gosh, people should be entitled in this country to be the way they want to be as long as they're not injuring somebody else and be left alone or respected at least. I think uh, my, in my own experience, my, my in-laws came from the Midwest and it was very difficult for them for their religious point of view and um, just culturally. As they got to know us, they found that we were just normal and they eventually really enjoyed coming out, spending time at the farm, mm -hmm. um, and getting to know our friends and getting to know both the gay and straight people in our lives. And uh, by the time they passed, they were both very accepting, or at least somewhat accepting, of, the, of their son and, and me. So Good. It, it does happen. Yep. And by the way, I've seen the floor plans, which are I've seen the colored floor plans, which are really nice for your new building. So I think that's going to be exciting. You're going to have a big open house when you open up? Absolutely. We'll get you right there. Good. I would like to be there. Now, you have an interesting background, too. I'm just going to mention it briefly. I know you went to Penn State for undergraduate, but you also have an MBA from the University of Maine. But now you're a farmer, too. I, I have the family farm, yes. So that's true. You've covered the whole waterfront. What what do you do on the family farm? What do you grow or uh, I farmed for 15 years. Uh, it's a 300-year-old family farm about five miles south of here um, in Dartmouth. And um, I took it over and uh, put it into an ag restriction, which my brother and I agreed to, which is just wonderful. The farm will always be a farm. Mm -hmm. And we provide um, vegetables and small fruit mostly in the Boston and Cape markets. Oh, interesting. I okay. did it for quite a while, and I, I leased the farm now to a young fellow, Andrew Thornhill, who is just a wonderful guy, and he does a great job. So there's a little farm stand on Chase Road, and there's a CSA, or Community Support Act sure. program. Yep. So I get the best of both worlds. I get to totter down to the barn, listen to what 
is going on on the farm, and then I taught her back to the house and not have to worry about it. But now you have just two major careers. Yes. Um, one is uh, working with the network um, as a president of that board of directors, and the other is working with the Coastal Neighbors Network. Well, I felt, I felt very dis... Uh, when I started joining the board three years ago, I felt very um, upset about national politics. I didn't like what was going on. And so what I always felt is that if you didn't like what was happening nationally, you need to get involved locally. Mm-hmm. So I encourage people to do that. If they want to see changes, um, get involved locally and get involved with the LGBT network because you don't have to be gay to get involved. Right. You can be straight, you can be whatever you want to be. But we just need people who would like to join us and help us make this a better world. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I share that completely. I also have some things that I feel pretty strongly about but don't have the time yet to put into them. Like, I believe in term limits for politicians. Amen to that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I think like a senator can serve two terms and maybe a congressman can serve four terms, but it should not be a lifetime occupation. Our Constitution didn't plan for that initially. And uh, I also believe in universal service uh, very strongly, which is that uh, you don't have to necessarily join the military, but you can work in a hospital or a community organization, but give a year to your country to do something. And I'm hoping that someday I'll have more time to spend on doing something like that. Now, with all the things that you're doing, um, and again, so many changes in the LGBTQ community have been very, very recent. I mean, literally in the last couple of years with yes. recent Supreme Court cases. Yes. And so it's, it's very much an emerging kind of equality, I think, in this country. Yeah, the pendulum seems to be swinging a little bit um, back as there are anti, a few hundred anti-trans laws that are being introduced and the don't say gay laws. Um, in fact, there are some states where if you provide trans supportive services for your child, you can go to jail. Mm-hmm. Texas, um, Alabama, and Idaho is trying to put that through. So if you bring your child to a therapist to work through um, gender identity issues, it's illegal, Hmm. which is amazing when you consider that that's in the United States. Yes, it is amazing. Well, hopefully um, with some of the recent changes, we will have more equality in this country. And uh, one of the quotes that I have that I'm going to have to look for, uh, I thought was uh, quite interesting. I'll see if I can put my fingers on it before our time runs out entirely here today. Um, and uh, bear with me for one quick second. Oh, here it is. Kurt Vonnegut said, the year was 2081 and everyone was finally equal. I thought that was the best quotation I've seen today. (laughs) (laughs) May it be so. Yeah, but it takes a long time for uh, the public to change their mind and accept the fact that People have differences and they have similarities and we all live in the same country and we all support, you know, the same kinds of things. So why can't we all get along together? True indeed. Is the message. Um, so are you participating in some of these Pride events? In I will be June? at all of the Pride events. I, I will be in New Bedford, I'll be in Fall River, and I'll be in Taunton. Good. Looking forward to it. So feel free to, for folks to come up and say hello. I'm looking at a picture here, which looks like it was taken in Buttonwood Park, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it was. Was It was Jeff Costa doing yoga in Buttonwood Park, I think the last year that we did Pride, 2019. Hmm. And then, of course, because of um, what's happening with recent medical things in this country, you haven't been able to do that. Well, that should be fun, and hopefully the weather cooperates. It's looking good. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. It does say rain or shine. So uh, let's again recite those dates uh south coast pride event which is going to be on saturday june 4th uh coming up shortly at buttonwood park in new bedford from 11 a.m to 3 p.m uh fall river pride will be celebrated on the following day sunday june 5th uh in fall river at government center from noon to five o'clock trying to visualize how that might occur because i know where government center is they block off some of the streets okay and then South Coast Pride 2022 will also be in Taunton at Hopewell Park 
on Saturday, June 11th from noon to 5 o'clock. So I think that would be interesting to go there. Um, so I would like to basically just say thank you for what you have accomplished and thank you for what the South Coast LGBTQ plus network has done. It's amazing progress, even since I've met with you two years ago. Well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, I will be sure to go to your open house as long as I'm still around. So we're going to conclude today. And, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, Andre Pajic said, All human beings deserve equal treatment, no matter their gender, identity, or sexuality. And if I can find it, I had one other quotation that I would like to leave you with that I purposely put at the end. Uh, Here it is, James McGreevy. The arc of American history almost inevitably moves towards freedom, whether it's Lincoln and the Emancipation Proclamation, the expansion of women's rights, or now gay rights. I think there is an almost inevitable march toward greater civil liberties. So thank you for listening. Andy, so much thank you for being here. It's always a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Firm offers insurance services. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and USA Wealth Group, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. USA Wealth Group, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group, Inc. USA Wealth Group, Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law, Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group, Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.